Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole. You are listening to Pray the Word, and we are working our way through the book of Colossians, little passage by passage. And as we do, we are um, asking four questions of each portion of text that we read. And we are also asking Holy Spirit, how do we align our lives? If this word is true. How do you want us to align our lives to it? We walk it out. And in 24 to 48 hours, we walk out whatever it is that Holy Spirit has said. And then we come back and we share our stories. And it's been really fun. And it's actually been super encouraging as I've heard from some of you about what you feel God is leading you to do and ways that you've walked out um, what he has been telling you as we've been going through. So We will, in this next segment coming up, we're going to share some stories about what happened in the 24 to 48 hours after the last time we met. Welcome back to this part of the podcast. This is where we share stories. And before I share my story, um, just want to ask you, you know, what has been stressing you out? And what has just made you really happy? Like this past week? And whatever those things are, just take a moment. And you can pause the podcast and just tell God about it. You can just say, God, this has been really stressing me out and just leave it at that. You know, like, God, this is stressing me out. This is stressing me out. And, and if there's something that's really good where you've just seen um, beauty, you've seen something in creation, you've seen God at work, you've seen, you've had a, a good report back from something, take a moment and just actively thank God for that too. I think there's something, uh, we mentioned this before, there's something in the communication and in the relationship with God that we talk, when we talk with him, that releases something from us, um, whether it's a burden that's released from us, from what's stressing us out, or, um, a release of praise to God, and that adjusts us and also changes our perspective. Um, so take a moment, you can pause the podcast, and just share with God a little bit um, what's been stressing you out and and what's you know what have you seen that's made you really happy. So I'm going to share uh, two stories uh, because I was a little bit of an overachiever last time. And the two action steps that I came up with that I felt like um, God was leading me to do, how I was going to align my life, there were two things. One, um, in the prayer calendar that I have, and again, that's a calendar where there's a different person on every day of the month. And I shoot them a text and just tell them I'm praying for them and ask them how can I pray for them specifically if there's anything. And if there isn't anything, I just pray for them and I shoot them a text about what I'm praying for them about. And I said within the next 24 to 48 hours, um, I would pray in addition to whatever they asked me to pray for. Um, Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And so I did that um, for the first 24 to 48 hours. So that was really just two people. And um, one of them I prayed on my own. And then, no, I think I voice texted uh, like in a little recording. I recorded voice recorded and sent that through a text. And then another one I actually typed it out. and, And that was it. I mean, there, you know, there's nothing uh, really much more to report um, on that one. The second one was I felt led to email 
um, pastors in the borough, um, and who there are five churches in the town in which I live. We call it a borough here, and um, they're <laughs> they're all like on the same street except for us. And I just really felt led because of the word that um, uh, God is before all things, he's the head of the body. I just really felt like, okay, we're all on the same team. So I felt like in response to that, I wanted to align my life and email them in a group text and just say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but um, I've actually been praying for you and your churches for about three years. And then here is something specifically that I'm praying for you this week. And it was, um, you know, Colossians uh, 1, 9 through 14. And I said, if there's anything specific that you want me to pray for, I'm happy to do it. We're all on the same team. Glad to be a part of this team. And that was it. Just sent it off. And um, I'll I'll keep doing that probably once a month and just sharing with them what I'm praying for them about. Um, it, it's nice to pray for people. And I think it's really nice that they know you are, you know, I think there's something really encouraging about that for them too. Um, so I immediately got a response back from one of the pastors. He's one of the newer guys. Um, and that was super encouraging, but again, like no epiphanies, nothing, you know, huge in those stories. And I, I think that like helps me remember too, that, um, when, when God prompts me to obey, like there's no promise of a, um, a, a, a response that I can see. There's there's no promise of me seeing fruit from that. Um, so often I do, which is really fun. Um, but this week there just really wasn't that much. Um, but what I know is is that when I walk in obedience to what God has said, it's like planting a seed in the soil. And we cannot sow without reaping. We cannot plant something without seeing something come up and bloom. So um, whether or not I get to see that, I don't know, you know, but I know I walked in obedience to it and all is well in my heart with that. So I'm thankful. Um, I'd love to hear the stories about what's happening in your life as you walk in obedience to what you hear God is saying and God is leading you to do. You can email me at the email address below or through the podcast. The next segment that we are going to do is reading through Uh, the next portion of scripture in two different versions and then retelling it in our own words. Today we are reading in Colossians chapter 1 verses 21 through 24. And this first one is in the Um, sorry, 21 through 23. And this is in the uh, English Standard Version. And then I'm also going to be reading in the Passion Translation. English Standard Version is first. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. 
This is it in the Passion Translation. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. If indeed you continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow upon, never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in. And this is the glorious news I preach over all over the world. So I see this and and honestly, I'm thankful to read it in two different translations because they really do bring out different things, um, nuances and things. Um, And I'm I'm primarily going to be working off of just what I see um, here and retelling the story. Um, Yeah, just retelling the story from these translations. So um, it, it says that, you know, we were once all distant from him. That's all of us. We were, we were all at some point distant, disconnected from God, um, alienated and hostile in mind, it says in the ESV. We were apart from him. And um, I like how the, new, uh, the Passion Translation says, we were living in the shadows of our evil thoughts and actions. We were hostile in mind. We were doing what was evil, thinking what is evil, and doing what is evil. And then God brought us back to himself. Like God did it. He did it through um, his body of flesh by his death. So he did it by dying. Um, He did it through his flesh so that I could dwell in his presence. His death was my sin payment. Um, And because my payment was made, Um, I'm not alienated anymore. I'm not apart from him. I can be in his presence. So interesting. Um, And now it says there's nothing between me and God, Father God. Um, He sees me as holy, flawless, and restored. Um, (laughs) Jesus died so that he could present me as holy and blameless and above reproach in his presence. Ah, And it says, if indeed you continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow upon. Um, And as I continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that I heard, I'm not going to be shaken from the hope of this gospel that I've believed in. That's pretty awesome. There's so much to think on there, isn't there? I mean, even in just this retelling, I've been thinking and meditating on this this morning. And even in this retelling, I just see some things. There's such worth in retelling the story in your own words. And if even if you feel like, well, that's weird. I'm by myself. Well, I'm doing this podcast. I'm by myself <laughs> downstairs. And um, it's there are things that you will hear when you say things out loud. Um, even things that might surprise you. So um, 
think on these things. And even I would just challenge you this time just to retell these scriptures in your own words and see if there isn't something new that you discover as you do that. In the next segment, we are going to ask four questions of the text. In this segment, we're going to ask four questions. We're going to ask the question, what do I learn about God? What do I learn about man? If this is true, how am I going to align my life? And who am I going to share this with? So um, again, I've I've meditated a little bit on this and thought a little bit about this. Um, And so I'm going to share with you some of the things that I see. But pretty soon here um, in this segment, I'm just going to ask you to go ahead and pause the podcast and write down what you learn about God, what you learn about man without me um, sharing my own thoughts on it as well. Um, so, but I'll, I'll keep doing this just a few more times so we kind of get the hang of it. So what do I learn about God? I, I mean, I learned that he loves, um, he loves so much. He has the ability to reconnect everyone back to himself Um, We were alienated. We were distant from him. Um, But he reconnected us back to himself. He has the ability to do that. He gave his own body as a sacrifice so that we could dwell in his presence. Hmm. And because of Jesus, um, God looks at us as holy, flawless, and restored. We were, when I learned about God, we were alienated. We were distant from him and he wanted us to be near him. And so Jesus died so that we could be brought near God again and dwell with him. That was all on God's part. We had nothing to do with that. That's crazy to me. That's amazing. Um, we have the ability to receive it or not. It says in this next part, um, there's nothing between you and Father God. Um, so God removed every obstacle. He already removed every obstacle in our relationship. He did it. Um, he, there's a command, never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in and um which is interesting it's a command Um, I'm not sure if that's mm, if that's God saying that or if that's Paul commanding that I don't know um but what I know is well that that'll be for a man observation so um God sees us because of what Jesus did as holy blameless, flawless, restored. Hmm. What do I learn um, about man? What You know what? I'm going to say one more thing about God. God was willing to have Jesus die so that I could dwell in his presence. God was willing to have Jesus die so that I could dwell in his presence. That's what I learned about God. I don't understand that. I don't. 
I don't understand that. Um, and, and what I think I learned about God here too, is that God felt the disconnect between us. I know that sounds super like Captain Obvious, but like he felt it and he wanted to do something about it. And so he did do something about it. That's what I learned about God. Like he doesn't like feeling disconnected from us to the extreme of Jesus dying for us. Ugh. He wants us to dwell in his presence. That's how he, well, it says, um, reconnected you back to himself. He reconnected you, reconnected you back to himself. Um, so to me, what I learned about God is that it seems like we were originally connected with him and then somehow we disconnected and God wanted to reconnect us back. That's his desire. Um, uh, it's good. What do I learn about man? I learned that it's possible for me to be reconnected back to God. I learned that man um, was disconnected from God. We were living in the shadows of our evil thoughts and actions. Um, we did not have peace with God. We could not be in his presence. There was nothing that man did to earn the ability to come back into God's presence. God did that through Jesus. It seems like from this portion because he sacrificed his own body as the sin payment on my behalf so that I could dwell in his presence. It shows me that whatever it was that initially disconnected me from God, it was a big deal. It was a big deal and it caused me to live in shadows. It caused me to live in evil thoughts and actions thoughts and actions there's something there too um and it yeah and god really desired he 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 went to great lengths to restore me man as holy and flawless and restored restored reconnected i learned that man can dwell in god's presence if if we continue to advance in faith there seems to be a condition there um and to me it goes back to actively receiving the gift that god has given to us um i can give a gift to my kids and put it under the tree with their name on it wrapped as beautifully and 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 um winsomely as possible but I can't make them open it if they don't want to um, I think when we say yes we open up this gift from from Jesus I'm getting into application it's easy for me to do that um, but what I see is there there is a holiness a restoration a flawlessness when we receive this gift 
of God's own body as a sin payment on my behalf. Um, I see that man can advance in faith, can continue to grow in faith. Um, I see that we can be assured of a firm foundation to be grown upon. And I see that we don't have to be shaken from the hope of the gospel. What's the hope of the gospel? Um, I was I was looking at that and um, it, it I was looking it up actually and um, the hope is my certain expectation. Um, I continue in faith and faith is belief um, and it's active. Um, if I continue to advance in faith, I continue to say yes to and pursue and go after faith, which is belief, getting more and more rooted and established in the soil of who God is. Um, It seems to say I won't be shaken from my certain expectation of the gospel, the good news um, that I have believed in, that I have had faith in. that's that's man like we have been given so much we've been given everything that we need it seems like in here here is god he's we're disconnected from him he's like i don't like that i want man i want relationship and so through his body as being given as a sin payment for me i'm reconnected to him i have to actively receive that because i have to continue Um, I have to advance in faith. I have to actively receive that. And, um, yeah. And then I won't be shaken from this hope. Um, I won't be shaken. So there's so much here. Um, think on it, meditate on it. Um, but that's God, that's man. So if that's true, how am I going to align my life? Now, some of the processing that I just did with you, there's some alignment there. Um, and there's some principles that, um, which for me, they're, they're almost synonymous with action steps, but um, they're principles that I can come up with like, hey, I don't have to be shaken. You know, um, God wanted to reconnect with me. That's a principle um, that I can take from this text. Um, so how am I going to align my life? Um, I think for me, what really struck me here is Jesus did all this so that I would dwell in his presence. And that hits me hard. Um, so tonight... And in the next 24 to the 48 hours, I will intentionally dwell in his presence. I'm going to take time later today and tomorrow. I actually have a really long car ride tomorrow. Um, I'm driving about six, 700 miles tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm going to desire to intentionally be in his presence because I'm struck by the fact that it costs him so much for me to be here in his presence. It's, it's precious. His presence is precious because it came at such a cost. Um, 
yeah, so I'm going to intentionally dwell in the next 24 to 48 hours being mindful of, in, of, of being in God's presence and being mindful of the cost that Jesus paid for me to be here in his presence. Um, and as I do that, also to be really specific, um, I'm going to have the opportunity to see a lot of people um, in the next few days, um, especially people like I just, I really haven't seen probably in 20 years. Um, and, and I'm driving out. And so I'm going to encounter people at different like oases. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but like different rest stops along the way. Um, and my intention is each person I talk with, I want to be very present with them remembering that this person in front of me is someone the lord loves and someone the lord longs to reconnect back to himself i'm going to ask the lord i'm going to i want to walk in being very sensitive i will be sensitive to his holy spirit and if he has any words of encouragement or ways that he wants me to pray for people um i will do that um strangers and people i know alike in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, that's my heart. Um, so, and, and probably through the weekend as well. Um, so I will, in the next 24 to 48 hours, intentionally spend time dwelling in God's presence, remembering that, what it costs for me to be there. And tangibly, I'll journal about it. And Um, In the next 24 to 48 hours, as I do that, I'm going to um, be mindful of the people that are directly in front of me, um, that they are somebody whom the Lord longs to reconnect. And if God would give me any words of knowledge or encouragement, that I will speak those out to them. Yeah. So, all right. So there it is. Who am I going to share this with? Probably um, the people... Um, that I encounter, um, especially when God prompts me to pray for them. I'm asking the Lord to give me people to share this with in the next 24 to 48 hours that um, this specific thought that God desires to reconnect with them and for them to dwell in his presence. And he, he desires it so much he sent Jesus. Um, So I'm going to ask God to give me people on my journey tomorrow and also at my destination where I'm going this weekend um, to share that simple, simple truth with. Um, Yeah. So God, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for teaching me how to wrestle with your word in different ways and for helping me to walk it out. Um, I do pray for opportunities to share this, I mean, this is just profound, Jesus, um, that we were distant and you felt that distance and you wanted to reconnect with us. And so you came to be a sin offering because you wanted us to dwell in your presence again. Um, what I'm so sorry, Jesus, when I rush from your presence, um, help me to stay and dwell in it. Remembering what it costs you to bring me near. Huh. Um, God, thank you. And I pray for the one who is listening that you give them, Father, ways that are very specific to them and their sphere of influence and what you've called them to do, ways to be, um, to align themselves with you and your word 
today in the next 24 to 48 hours. In Jesus' name, amen. Colossians 1, 21 through 23. God, I, I just bring, I bring my brother and my sister before you, God. And I thank you, God, for the work that you've done in their lives. I thank you for the work that you're doing in their lives and how you're leading them, Father. How you are reproducing in them and through them, Jesus, as they walk according to your word, God. I thank you, God, that you've brought them to your word and you are delighting them in application. God, you're delighting them in how they see you, Jesus, as they interact with your word, as they retell your word, God, as they hear your word come from their very own lips, God, and hear, and, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I thank you, God, you are transforming them even, even in this moment right now. God, I thank you that this one listening was distant from you and that you didn't like that. You, you, Lord, saw and I would say suffered when you saw them living in the shadows of their own evil thoughts and actions. God, you saw what was happening in their lives as they played out their evil thoughts into actions. God, you saw the fruit that was coming into their lives, Father, because of that. And you see it, you see it when we're not aligned with you, we forget who we are. You see, God, how we have disconnected ourselves from you. God, you don't like that. And so you sent Jesus to reconnect us back to you. I love, I love what this portion of of the Passion Translation says, Lord, you released your supernatural peace to us through the sacrifice of your own body as the sin payment on our behalf so that we could dwell in your presence. God, you have given us peace. You have already released supernatural peace. I can have peace right now in this moment because you've paid the payment of my sin. God, I think so much anxiety comes from, Lord, forgetting that it's all been paid for and forgetting God, that you don't like it when we feel disconnected because you feel it too. God, I thank you that this is a done deal and this is all in the past tense. You did it. You released your supernatural peace to us through the sacrifice of your own body as the sin payment so that we would and could dwell in your presence. God, oh, oh, Father, draw the one who is listening right now deeper into your presence, I pray. Draw them deeper into your presence, God. Help them to willingly say yes and walk deeper into your presence, God. You paid such a high price to bring us here. God, let us not be quick to leave the King's presence, as it says in Ecclesiastes. Let us not be quick to leave the King's presence. Help us learn to dwell here longer, God. I thank you that your word says there is nothing 
nothing, nothing now between us and you, Father God. You see us as holy, flawless, and restored because you did it. Only you, through Jesus' blood, could make us holy. Only you, because of the life that Jesus led and his death on our behalf, could make us flawless. And only you, through Jesus, could restore us to your presence. Thank you. That's truth. We can rest in that. That's so good, God. God, I just declare we do. We are those who will continue to advance in faith. We are those who will continue to gain ground in belief. We are those who will continue to sit firm and steadfast, Father, immovable in the things that we already know, God. And we are those who will continue to feed our mind, our soul, our bodies, God, with good and with truth so that we can continue to be rooted and established. We will not be easily shaken. We will not be like those who are tossed to and fro in the wind with every little wind of doctrine, God. We are going to remember who and whose we are. We will continue. We are those who will continue in the faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow upon. Jesus, your sacrifice is a firm foundation to grow upon. Your desire to have us reconciled with Father is a firm foundation to rest and to grow upon God. And we continue to feed truth to ourselves. We continue to speak truth to ourselves. We continue, Father, to to declare and pray truth, Father, so that we can continue to grow in that firm foundation. God, I just declare over myself and my brother and my sister that they will not, we will not be shaken from the hope of the gospel, our certain expectation We have believed that we have believed and we have put our faith in. We rest in, we trust in. We have a certain expectation, Jesus, that you are exactly who you say you are and you have done exactly what you said you would do and could do. We have hope. We have a certain expectation, Jesus, that when you died, that reconnected us back to God because the veil was torn top to bottom the veil was torn and we can enter into that holy of holy places we can be in the presence of God himself and have your presence dwell within us oh God we are walking tabernacles we are walking temples we are walking throne rooms what what is that we are we are we are right now in the presence of God because of you, Jesus, and what you did. Thank you. God, when the weight of this world will get heavy over my brother and sister, bring them back, Lord, to this truth. You did it. You brought us. You reconnected us. We do not have to get lost in our dark thoughts and dark actions. We don't have to. You have reconnected us to our source and you have said, declared, ha, holy, flawless, restored, blameless, righteous. You said it. And when you say anything, it creates, ha, it creates. 
So thank you, God, for proclaiming that over us in your word. It is a sure foundation. Oh, we can stand firm in it. We can stand firm. I declare this over my brother and my sister. They will never be shaken from the hope of the gospel that they have believed in. This is glorious news. This is glorious news, God. And I thank you that you will give each of them someone with whom they can share this glorious news with. And I thank you, God, that they will align their lives this week with this truth, God, and they will walk out the truth that you lead them to walk out, God. And they will see, God, they will see your love in them uh, and through them. Father, they will experience the power of your Holy Spirit because they're saying yes to walking out the truth of your gospel as we encounter it in your word, God. Oh, I bless them today. I bless them today with joy and peace and believing that they would abound in hope through Jesus. Amen.